0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome, welcome to the 11 o'clock service. We're so excited you're joining us for worship this morning. We're going to kick it off as we do each week with some worship music. Why don't you stand and join us as we sing? I I invite you to turn and pass the peace of Christ to those around you. And hello to everyone on the live stream. How's it going? Thanks for joining us this morning. Throw a good morning in the chat if you don't mind letting us know you're here. Welcome you again to Noblesville First. We're so excited that you're here worshiping with us this morning. Um, we're going to be mixing it up a little bit from what we were, were expecting. Um, you can lift up in your prayers Pastor Jill. She was diagnosed with COVID this week. So do remember her as she's she's at home. She's, she's doing all right, mild at this point. Um, so praise God for that. Um, but that means you have to put up with me giving you announcements about the church going on and the happenings now we have a couple of announcements that we're going to share this morning this is just a small portion of what's going on here at the church if you want to know all of what's happening you can check it out at nobleswillfirst.com we definitely invite you to do that we're really excited about all the different ministries we can be a part of right now Um, one of the big things coming up soon is the um, Lenten series, Lenten Time, which starts with the Lenten Breakfast on Ash Wednesday, which is in March, super late this year because of the moon, believe it or not. Look it up. Um, <laughs> it's, it's true. Uh, so come and join us for the, for the Lenten Breakfast on Ash Wednesday. Um, it is put on by the United Methodist woman, Women, but that does not mean you have to be a woman to come. All, all are welcome. Come and join us. If you'd like to know more about Lent in general or Ash Wednesday and you're not as familiar with those things, you can come back at 6.30 p.m. in Whitcomb Chapel all the way up at the other end of the building for Pastor Jill to share some more about the history of Lent and and what it represents. Um, We have the youth going on with our 200 envelopes fundraiser. You probably saw the board right out here. I'm told that this is only 1 to 100, so for all of you out there who are li- overachievers, we need you to go all the way up to the sanctuary because that's where the 101 to 200 envelopes are. you got to make the extra trek, go the extra mile for the extra cash, and we appreciate all of the help that that brings to our youth throughout the year. I know it seems kind of weird that we just have 200 envelopes. It doesn't seem like maybe it would raise all that much money. Does anybody know off the top of their head if you add up every envelope from 1 to 200, how much is it? That's awesome, so it's a really great way to raise a lot of money to help our youth be moving forward in their programs this year. So all you gotta do is grab an envelope, take the number on it and put that much money in it and turn it back in. We'd love to have you join us for that. Other things that are happening maybe earlier than we would have expected is the Tito Organic Farm greenhouse is now open. That's one of the wonderful things about having a greenhouse out of the farm is we can start even when it's still freezing outside, And if you'd like to volunteer with that, you can go to teeterorganicfarm.com or you can get there from our website as well. Sign up to volunteer, go into our heated greenhouse and start seeding those plants for the fall or for the summer season. I'm I'm told from uh, Farmer Katie that we are upping again the number of servings that we're hoping to donate this year. It's an incredible ministry and we can use all the volunteers we can. Get your hands dirty for Jesus. (laughs) And then finally, if you're new with us this morning, we do invite you to, to find Pam Kaplinger. She's actually here, right? I see her in the back. So go and go and chat with Pam afterwards. She, she'll answer any questions that you have. We have a free gift for you, and we'd love to get you connected any way we can to the ministries here at Noblesville First. With that said, I'm going to invite you to enjoy this stewardship video on Teeter Organic Farm.
2: Hi, my name is Lori Overton. I am the new Teeter Retreat Center manager. And as many of you may know, we are trying to be sustainable and keep as much money as possible for our mission here at the farm. So we rely heavily on volunteers to do the cabin cleaning and linens when we turn over cabins for new rentals. We are in need of some more volunteers on those teams. If that's something you feel that you would be good at, we have a cleaning team linens team, and bed-making team. Helping with the cabins and the linens is a great family activity. And don't forget that we also have opportunities to help in the greenhouse from 6 to 8 p.m. on Monday and Tuesday evening and 9 to 11 a.m. on Thursday mornings. If you are interested in joining the cleaning or the linens team, you can either fill out the interest card today in church or contact me through the number and the information on the website, or send an email to teeterretreat at gmail.com. Thank you, and have a blessed day. Hi, we're the Good Family. Our scripture today comes from Mark, chapter 12, verses 28 through 34. One of the legal experts heard their dispute, and saw how well Jesus answered them. He came over and asked him, Which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus replied, The most important one is, Israel, listen, our God is the one Lord, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second one is this, you will love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these.
3: The legal expert said to him, well said, teacher. You have truthfully said that God is one and there is no other beside him. And to love God with all your heart, a full understanding, and all of one's strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself is much more important than all kinds of entirely burned offerings and sacrifices. When
4: Jesus saw that he had answered with wisdom, he said to him, You aren't far from God's kingdom. After that, no one dared to ask him any more questions.
2: We We are are thankful for the gift of scripture. scripture.
3: Amen. Very good. Well, thank you for being here. Uh, We're in the midst of a three-week series on the theology of Mr. Rogers. We're relying on him to help flesh out what does it mean to be neighbor to one another. Uh, Last week, we discussed the implications of the Good Samaritan story and how we are called to be that neighbor, especially to reach out to all persons, uh, even somebody that we might consider our enemy as the Samaritan, obviously, was an enemy of the Jews. Next week, we're going to talk about the Apostle Paul and how we are called to use our power to help people who have less Uh, Today our scripture is a familiar one, right? You've heard this story many, many times, and it's one that follows a section where Jesus gets challenged over and over. But by the time we get to this question, this legal expert simply wants to ask a curious question, because you see, he was a a Sadducee or a Pharisee, and there was often uh, they had it was their hobby to debate. What's the most important commandment? There were 613 of the commandments. And so it was a a typical question. And they wanted to hear, what does this guy have to say about it? And Jesus' response, you've already heard, we're supposed to love the Lord our God with our heart, all of our being, our mind, and our strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. Now, this question is one that's not really original. Jesus simply pulled from scripture to put this together. The first part comes from uh, Deuteronomy 6, 4-5. It's known as the Shema, and it says this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. The Shema was so common for the Jewish people. It's kind of like our Lord's Prayer, how we recite it every week. It was at the same time the Jewish Pledge of Allegiance and the hymn of praise that they shared over and over. And it's still something so relevant to us because it suggests that we owe God everything. To give God our best. I love that part where it talks about giving of our strength or might. Uh, We we don't tend to focus on that, but that means taking our gifts and we use it for God as well. But today I want to focus more on the second commandment here, to love our neighbor as ourself. Uh, And that comes, again, from Scripture. Leviticus 19.18, you must not take revenge nor hold a grudge against any of your people. Instead, you must love your neighbor as yourself. So what does that mean, to love your neighbor as yourself? Um, We define what neighbor was last time. It's really anybody that's in need. Um, Our tendency is to try to limit who we want to love and care for. And Jesus is wanting to break that down and expand it over and over. Um, the story is much more inviting us to be that good neighbor than actually trying to offer a definition. I got a pretty good example of what it means to be a neighbor by my actual neighbor last week. When we had the big snow, I decided that uh, I was going to wait since it was just going to keep snowing. I was going to wait till it was done. I didn't want to go out and shovel twice. And I got out there and I discovered that wasn't really such a good decision. <laughs> I mean, seven to eight inches of snow is a lot of snow to shovel. And I don't have a snow blower, so I did it the old-fashioned way. And then I had some spots that were, had drifted almost a foot. So I'm out there shoveling it for an hour. And that an hour, my back is just barking at me. And I'm running out of energy. I'm thinking, okay, I, I want to get this done before it gets cold. but I just couldn't do anymore, so I was about ready to wrap it up. I actually had turned around, started to head up the drive to put my shovel away. When my neighbor comes across the street and says, you need some help? Well, my neighbor is about five feet tall. She's a little younger than me, but not a lot, and she was a lot smarter than me. She, she came out about four times during that day and would just shovel the two-inches one side and she just kept doing it so it wasn't too hard and she comes over and offers to help me with my drive and it, you know I'm just a little too prideful for that and I said no no don't worry about it I, I'll get I can do it tomorrow and just as I was saying that my daughter Kelsey calls so I take the call and see what she wants and and then I look down and she just ignored what I said and she's out there shoveling my drive just kept it's like Terry stop that so I tell cuz I've got to go I can't let her dr- shovel my drive for me. So I just say, I've got to suck it up here. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't make her look like you look bad. So, you know, before you know it, we take a couple of breaks and chat a little bit. And we, about a half an hour later, we have the whole thing clean and my sidewalk's clean. It was wonderful. And I thought, man, it was amazing how my back got better, how much energy I all of a sudden had when a neighbor came over and shared. The, the energy that came from that. And this reminds me how often we we need to work at reaching out to one another, don't we? I mean, how many of you do you even know your neighbors? I mean, we got neighbors just like three doors down I don't even know, don't even talk to. We're just terrible about that these days. How valuable it is to reach out to one another. So I want to challenge you to think about the places, the ways that you need to reach out. Um, Sometimes we help open the doors for the preschool parents. And, and I remember being out there, and you, uh, and they're waiting until the doors open, because we don't let them come in until right at 9 o'clock. And, and all these parents are gathering with their kids, and, and they are, they all got so much in common. They have kids the same age, right? you think they'd want to be chatting with them, but instead they're out there all looking at their phones, just connected, keeping their circles small. And these things can do that to us, don't they? And COVID has certainly not helped the process either. So I just want to encourage you that, that God wants us to expand our neighbors and reach out and connect so much more. Now, the second part of this commandment I think is interesting. It's probably one that meant the most to me when I first became a Christian. It says to love your neighbor as yourself. And one of the earliest lessons I learned, I learned from my youth minister. And she reminded us, it says, to love your neighbor as yourself. And that was a hard lesson for me. I grew up in a family where I was taught you don't ever brag about yourself. There wasn't a whole lot of self-esteem going on. It was really hard for me to build much self-esteem. Uh, I had a schizophrenic mother, and and so I couldn't ever bring anybody home. It was hard to make friends. Uh, They didn't really believe in getting us nice clothes, so I went to school and often had trouble fitting in there. And how hard that was for me. But to hear that it's okay to love yourself was such an important thing for me to begin to grasp, to hear that. And, And to hear things like, you're made in God's image. So if you're made in God's image, you shouldn't be putting yourself down. You need to embrace that God loves you and cares about you. And I think that's one of the greatest gifts that Mr. Rogers did in so many of his episodes. I mean, almost every one had that that message ingrained in it that you are loved. So let's, let's watch one of those episodes right now.
4: We wrote because Jeff was going to have a uh, spinal fusion and be in a what they call a halo, uh, cast you know, a metal rim, and then cast on his shoulders and bolted all the way down this trunk. And, yeah. We, we want may to not sure. have survived the surgery. And so we said, you know, what would you like to do? Uh, this is going to be a really big task for you, and so we want to kick it off with something that would be really special.
2: Mr. Rogers?
4: Hey, Jeff. <laughs> I'm glad to see you.
2: Hi.
4: Thank you very much for coming by. Can you tell my friends what it is that made you need this wheelchair?
2: Sure. Well, when I was about seven months old, I had, um, I had a tumor, and it broke the nerves to tell my hands and legs what to do. I see. And I got a wheelchair when I was four years old.
4: That was your first one? Mm Mm-hmm. When you were four? Uh Uh-huh.
2: He told Jeff before they started that they would have a chat and then sing a song together.
4: I think he said we might sing a song, yeah, I remember, because, yeah. I mean, I was sort of surprised. What, he's going to start singing a song? Well, you know, this is totally not even what song. <laughs> it's you, I like you. It's not the things you wear. It's not the way you do your hair. But it's you, I like you. The way you are right now The way down deep inside you Not the things that hide you Not your fancy chair (laughs) That's just beside you But it's you I like Every part of you Your skin, your eyes Your feelings whether old or new. I hope that you remember even when you're feeling blue that it's you I like. It's you yourself. It's you it's you you. I and it is you i liked you thanks and there must be times when you do feel blue
2: uh-huh.
4: i'm not feeling blue right now though
2: me neither
4: <laughs> i'm so glad that you came today thanks i remember asking one of this one of the staff people that was there well you know what do you think did it go okay so, don't this is good this is good
2: he had his surgery he survived Certainly, Mr. Rogers had an impact on who Jeff became, his sense of self.
3: Wasn't that great? And if I understand, that was not scripted. They just kind of got together and just did it, and it worked. And I love how he knew the words of that song. He's been watching Mr. Rogers for a long time. It had instilled in him that love, that self-love. And, and how important... That is, Because so much of the time we have bears that get in the way. I, mean, I, I think things like what Mr. Rogers did there played a significant role in the movement for accessibility for people with disabilities. So it, it's an important ministry. So for the rest of our time, I want you to just stop and think about where are we creating spaces where it's okay to love yourself? What are we doing with our children? What do we do with our friends? Do, do we en- share compliments with them? Do we embrace compliments? And when someone compliments you, what do you do? You just brush it off and say, "No," or do you receive it well so that they're encouraged to compliment you? I think that is vitally important. Now, sometimes Mr. Rogers would take some criticism that he talked so much about feelings that he was all about just affirming everything about a child, but that's really not Mr. Rogers' philosophy. As a matter of fact, there's a quote that he once said. Now, self-esteem is certainly not brought about by people saying that a child has done something wonderful when that person doesn't believe it. Self-esteem doesn't come from a child hearing something that's not true about him and her. If an adult does not believe that the child has done a good job with something, well, it's not the least bit helpful to say so. But it's also true that if they do, it's helpful to share that with them affirm that, to encourage that, to say, hey, that was really special, or, or, you know, you did that so much better than you did the last time. I'm really proud of you. So I hope we think about creating that spaces for the people that we have influence over so that they can be loved and that we can also experience that love, to let them know that they're unconditionally loved. We are made in the image of God. God sent his son to this world to declare that he cares about this world. And he loves us unconditionally. So I hope you look for that when you read your Bibles. I hope you hear that in our worship and whenever we gather, that we encourage one another to receive that love. So never forget, we are called to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, our being, our mind, and our strength. And we're to love our neighbor as ourselves. Our ability to love ourselves increases our capacity to love others. Let's pray. Lord, we're grateful for all of these things. We appreciate that uh, you're with us in all circumstances. And we ask that you help us to find that permission to receive, to embrace those compliments when they come, to not get the big head, but to just know that, hey, we've been gifted and we're exercising those gifts well. And may we grant that permission to others. So help us in our speech. Help us in sharing to love one another as we love ourselves. In your name we pray. Amen. Now at this time, we we, we go to a time of prayer for others specifically. So I hope that you'll pray for Pastor Jill Boffin. Also pray for Pastor Mary Eileen Spence. Uh, she's one of our uh, pastoral care pastors who's also recovering from COVID. She's doing... Well, and should be back at it this week. We also want to extend our condolences to the family and friends of Rena Joe Watson, who passed away on Friday, February 4th. We held the services here yesterday, and had the dinner here for them as well. And we want to celebrate that our Noblesville girls basketball team won the Marion Regional. They beat Homestead in the morning, and then turned around and beat Fort Wayne Snyder in the evening. And so they go on to the semi State, which means they're in the final four for the class 4A. That's pretty cool, yeah. I think that's never happened since 1996, so quite a great achievement. So got a good shot maybe at the winning state. Uh, please share your prayer concerns using our website link on our website for prayer requests. You can share that in your connection card that you have with you as well, and they'll be prayed over uh, by our prayer team. And you're uh, certainly welcome to contact our pastoral care team 24-7. Either just email care at noblesoffirst.com or call our 24-7 care line at 317-773-2590. Let's pause and and, uh, let me share a pastoral prayer. Let's share a time of silence too so you can share your individual prayer. And then I'll have a pastoral prayer and then we'll close together in the Lord's Prayer. Let's pray. lift up marylene with up pastor jill may they feel our love and hearts uh, going towards them this morning strengthen them help them get past this as quickly as possible we pray for all the other people who are picking up covid now it's even if it's minor symptoms it's such an inconvenience it's such a challenge but there's also people who are not vaccinated people who are still dying help us to continue to be smart, to be careful, to wear masks where it makes sense, to look after one another. That's one of the ways that we love our neighbor as ourselves. We pray for our country, that all the division that we experience, that we'll look for those creative solutions, find ways to break down barriers and look and listen to one another. We pray for the people who are here today. Each of us bring our own challenges from the week. Sometimes we bring great joys. We celebrate those, but they may not go away, not having connected with someone else. And most of all, may every person here experience your unconditional love. May they know that we are forgiven. We are made in your image, and you're always ready welcome us. No matter how far away we've been or what directions we've been heading, you're always ready to receive us. And we experience that now. as we Remember those words you gave to the disciples that continue to speak to us now. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven.
0: A time of communion and offer for you to do just that to come to the altar to join at the table of God where all are welcome. Here at the Methodist Church, we believe in an open table, which means you don't have to be a member of this church or any church to share with us in communion. We just ask that you desire a deeper relationship with God. Throughout the scriptures, there are reasons. That coming to the table should be thought through. I'll say Paul gives some warnings about how the table works and what communion is about. And I would argue that we might have heard something like that this morning from Pastor Jerry that we have to be careful when we approach the altar of God and say to God, No, something's wrong with me. God, you didn't make me the way I'm supposed to be whatever it is that we have in our hearts. God says, no, I made you to be you. And part of the way that you love others is going to be wrapped in the way that you can love yourself and see yourself as my child. And so this morning, we invite you as you come to the table to look at God and say, God, I believe that you made me in your image, that you made me your child. as you come forward to remember, to remember the night that Jesus was killed. He was eating with his friends, and those friends were from every walk of life. It wasn't the elite, it wasn't the special, it was the fishermen, the tax collectors, just people that Jesus chose to call his closest friends. And while they were eating, Took bread and he broke it and he gave it to all of those people. And he said, Eat, all of you, this is my body, which is for you. And after supper, he took a cup and he blessed it and he gave it to his friends. And he said, Drink from this, all of you, this is my blood poured out for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance. Back in the biblical times, the forgiveness of sins was tied directly to malady, to illnesses, to the problems, to things. Jesus is saying, I forgive you, is like saying, you are healed. You are made whole. You are who you are meant to be. God offers the same to us here this morning as we have come to an altar and say, God, we want you. And God says you. Drop in your action card if you filled it out. Let us Like this morning, that we are your children and we are loved. That is not to say that everything we've ever done is good or perfect, but that we are loved even in spite of some of those things, God. We just ask that you would continue to just work at us, that you would chip away at the hardness of our hearts and mold where we are soft, that you would make us continuously mold us into who you would have us to be, and that we ask as we come today, as we join this altar, that we would not only remember that we are loved, but that your creation is loved. That there is no them, there is no other at the table of God, but all are welcome. And just as we are welcome, those that didn't choose to come to a church on a Sunday morning, they're welcome. Those who are worshiping in temples and mosques, they are welcome. So glad that you were able to join us this morning for worship. I close it out with one more song.